You're listening to the Grace Church Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you biblical guidance to life's most important issues. We want to thank you for joining us for this week's message. We pray you find strength and encouragement as we learn from God's truth together. For more information, go to visitgracechurch.com. Well, hey guys, I want to welcome you to Father's Day weekend at Grace. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Uh, whether you're at our Olathe campus or our South Overland Park campus, maybe you're at the venue auditorium, I don't know, or online. Uh, so this weekend at both of our locations, we're doing a, what's called a family service. And we gather in our family services, everybody from four years old and up. And because we have mercy on parents and those near those kids, we designed it to be four years old and up friendly for you. So I want to do, since it is Father's Day and we're starting a new series and it's a family service, I thought I'd have my son Jacob Howie teach with me. So let me introduce you to a bit to him. Yeah, you can give him a hand if you like. Hello. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so a couple things about Jacob. First of all, he is a follower of Jesus Christ. He's followed Christ for years. Uh, he has served in a variety of ministries faithfully every single week. And uh, he's studying computer science and trombone performance at the University of Oklahoma. He is my son. And um, I've never needed a paternity test with him my, because I look in the mirror. My paternity test is looking in the mirror. So, uh, Jacob, you had a chance to um, serve with mom this past week. So we had summer breakout junior for preschoolers two weeks ago, summer breakout for elementary. Uh, yeah, tell us about summer breakout. Summer breakout, or SBO, if you don't know, is our church's version of vacation Bible school. Uh, it was this last week. We had a bunch of elementary age kids. And the week before that, a bunch of preschool age kids. They all came down to us. We taught them about Gideon. This year, talking about the story of Gideon and showed our mission partners in India and what it's like to be a missionary to India. And it's been an awesome experience teaching and learning. It's my first time teaching a class. I taught a group of fourth graders with my mom. I my mom this week, my dad this weekend. It's a great experience. My mom and I, uh, we realized something about the power of prayer once again. Because for Monday, we did not pray enough. And we could feel it. That first discussion, people were all over each other, hands not to themselves, all in each other's faces. All the questions we asked were met with not real answers, but when we sat down, like, we need to pray more. We prayed more for the rest of the week, and it was a night and day change. The kids were asking amazing questions Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's some, some lives changed, an awesome experience. Uh, we served with 500 volunteers, about 700 kids these last two weeks. It was a huge production. It was a, Amazing experience. We got the Mr. Bunt, Mr. to a bunch of kids this last two weeks. Yeah, and I loved hearing that story. Monday, they were miserable. I said, hey, how was summer breakout? Terrible. Because, and, but they realized they didn't pray. I mean, it shows you again, you can have all the prep work, all of the crafts, all of the events, if you do not pray. I mean, J- James 4. Sometimes we don't have something because we're not asking for it. So I'm just glad to hear that. Um, and then they prayed. It was wonderful. So, um, so... We're actually going to be talking about Romans 8, verse 37 this week. That was the memory verse from Summer Breakout. We're going to talk about the story of Gideon. And uh, so as part of the process, we have a very special guest to introduce. So in all of our locations, to help us today, to help our preschoolers as well, would you give it up for Miss Kathy and Joey B? Come on, give it up. Miss Kathy Hi, Joey. everybody. 
All right. If you're four or five year old, wave your hand. Everyone at wave. Me. Wave, Miss Kathy. And Gabby. if you're not four and five, I want you to pretend to be four and five <laughs> because we are going to learn the memory verse Grace Kids Junior style. All right. It's Romans 8 37. Can you guys say that with me? Romans, Romans 8 37. And you kids, you know the motion, so show mom and dad. No. no. Despite By all these things, things overwhelming, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, Christ who loved us. Very good. Give yourselves all a right, hand. Come on, guys. Now, do you think you can help me teach my friend Jelly Bean? I I brought him, but I I haven't seen him. We've not seen Jelly Bean yet. I don't he, know. He's supposed to be. He's there, Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean, come back up. Come back up, buddy. What? Um. I was wa- taking a nap. Uh, I'm sure. We were wondering if you remember the memory verse that the kids taught you uh, at SBO Junior. Probably. Okay, tell the kids. Uh, tell them what? I didn't think he remembered. Come on, guys, let's tell him. Ready? Romans 8, 37. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. That's easy. Well, tell us the verse then, Jelly Bean. So... I might eat all the birthday cake before you do. Birthday cake? Yeah, I'm hungry. You're always hungry, Jelly Bean. All right, yeah. let's, we're, we're gonna tell you again. You need okay. to listen. Ready? Romans 8, 37. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Okay. You got it now, Jelly Bean? <laughs> I do. No. Despite all these things, I'm still the most handsome guy around. Just uh, ask. I think he's not listening very I'm well. I'm trying. There's a lot of fluff between those ears. Let's tell him really loud, kids. Okay, you ready? Romans 837. No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. You better have it now, Jelly Bean. <laughs> no. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. <gasps> he got it! He got yeah. it! Oh, oh, they want to know where it is in the Bible. Uh, let's see. Romans 8, 37. He got that All too. Right. Give the hand. Okay. I'm going to go back to the birthday cake. Oh, he's got cake. I'll see you later, guys. Bye. All right. Everyone thank Miss Kathy and Jellybee. All right, um, so even though it would probably, probably be more interesting for all of us to have Miss Kathy and Jellybean do this entire message, um, you're stuck with how, two Howies, or as they say in Spanish, dos Howies. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, right. So, Jacob, would you, um, would you introduce like, what we're going to be talking, how we're going to unpack today's topic? Yeah, our topic comes from Romans 8, 37. We've got three phrases for you. The three phrases are, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. We're taking it out of order. We have is ours first. Then have the victory is overwhelming. How the victory is through Christ. 
And we'll have one more question for you at the end. We have Romans 8.37, illustrated by the life of Gideon in the book of Judges. We'll have one more question for you at the end. Yeah, so three phrases, the story of Gideon. I'm going to pray, though, the parts we're not going to be highlighting. And so just look at these two parts we're not highlighting. No, despite all these things, Christ loved us. So I'm not sure what things you're going through. We all go through our things. Your things may be really, really hard these days. Like you rolled in and maybe you're online somewhere, uh, another state, another country. Your things are really, really difficult. They're mostly difficult, physically taxing, mentally exhausting. Um, I'm not sure what your things are, but Christ loves you. He loves you. We'll pray and we'll dive into this. We're talking about spiritual warfare today, training spiritual warfares in faith. So let's go ahead and pray. God, I thank you for the fact that whatever things we're going through, Romans 8, 37, know despite all these things that we face, medical, financial, relationships, personal things, addictions, hopelessness, know despite all these things, this overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. You love us, Lord. I pray for those who don't know Jesus, that they receive Christ as simple as ABC, admitting, believing, confessing, admitting they're a sinner, believing Christ died and rose again, confessing Christ as Savior. And teach us who receive Christ as Savior what spiritual warfare is all about. We pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Jacob, you have the first of our three phrases. Yeah, the first phrase from Romans 8.37 that we're looking at is, is ours. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. We can see that because God made Christians faith warriors. If you don't know what a faith warrior is, we learn what that is at SBO. We're training warriors in faith. We have three things that a faith warrior is. And I'm going to say them now and you'll all repeat them after me one at a time. So the first thing is that a faith warrior puts Jesus number one. A faith warrior puts Jesus number one. A faith warrior is not perfect. A faith warrior is not perfect. And a faith warrior follows God no matter what. A faith warrior follows God no matter what. We are all trained to be warriors in faith at SBO. We learned about how Gideon was also a warrior in faith in the book of Judges. But as a warrior in faith, the victory is ours. See, I've accepted Christ, I am a Christian, and as a faith warrior, the victory is mine. He's accepted Christ. As a faith warrior, the victory is his. If you are a Christian, you are a faith warrior. God has called you to be a faith warrior, and the victory he has is yours. It is all of ours, and it is also Gideon's. Yeah, I love that phrase uh, the team came up with in some breakout called faith warrior. That's exactly what the Bible describes us. We are not wisdom warriors. And we are not strength warriors. We are not physical warriors. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we are faith warriors. Which means that our key battle is finding promises of God that God says and actually believing them. That is where the heart of a Christian's battle is. 
And you see this, by the way, back in the story of Gideon in the book of Judges. I'll set up the story. So Gideon uh, and the nation of Israel is under attack yet again because they've sinned. When they sin, the enemies, the Midianites, every harvest season swoop in, steal all their food. This happens for seven straight years. So Gideon decides to resist them. He's harvesting the grain secretly. He's hiding himself in this vat called a wine press. And he's hiding down there, harvesting the grain so they can't find him. And God gives him four promises back in the book of Judges. So it says in Judges chapter 6, verse 12, The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said. And I do want to point out that whenever you see the phrase, The angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, in the Old Testament, that's Jesus. Jesus is the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament before he's born of a virgin. He appears over and over in different times and different people, but he's making appearances before he came in this world born of a virgin. We have a photo, by the way, of the angel of the Lord. It's very exciting. Yes, that is my daughter. That's his sister. We now have literally the rose between two thorns. So it's exciting. But a little bit of sugar in this message. Uh, she's pretending, by the way, she was called out to be the angel Lord, Jesus Christ speaking to Gideon. Here are the four promises it says back in verse 12. He calls him mighty hero. Well, Gideon may not have felt very mighty, but he was. God promised him, you are a mighty hero. Promise one. Promise two, the Lord is with you. God's with you right now, whether you feel it or not. I'm with you. Promise number three, verse 20, verse 16. I will be with you. Not only am I with you right now, but I will be with you. Whether you feel me or not is irrelevant. You don't have to sense me. I am here. We are faith warriors. We're not feelings warriors. We're faith warriors. We believe it even if we don't feel it. And then he says, you will destroy. I promise you'll destroy the Midianites. Four promises. One about himself. You're a mighty hero. Two about God. I am with you. I will be with you. One about his opposition. You'll destroy them. That is our battle, guys. Gideon was given four promises. We are given promises about ourselves and God and, and our enemies. Do we believe them? In fact, the New Testament even shares that's our battle. Yeah, we can see that in the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verse 4. That's 1 John, chapter 5, verse 4. We see a picture of how we get the victory. For every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. This victory is not from us, our skills, not from our strengths, not from our training or how hard we're trying. It's because of our faith. It's the promises that he has that we believe he already won the victory. It's not from us. It's from our belief in him. There's one promise, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, uh, verse 13, that I had to believe in my life. I needed this promise. The promise was that we will never be tempted beyond what we're able, that God always makes a way of escape. There's some rough things going on in my life, but I had to believe that God was my way of escape. That's how I got out of that. I had to believe, God, you have a way out for me. Show me that way out. And that faith helped me escape and get out and get victory. So God made all of us faith warriors. This victory is ours as Christians. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. So is there a promise of victory that God wants you to believe? Some thing that as a faith warrior, God has for you to believe and trust in today. That's our first point. You have our second point. I do. Overwhelming victory is, is uh, my phrase I'm going to talk about. And I love the fact that, that God doesn't say, we just get victory. We eke out a victory at the last minute. No, we run, we run up the score. 
Because in Jesus Christ, it is an overwhelming victory, yet we all have obstacles in our life. That's our thought. Number two. Number two, obstacles block our victory through Christ. And so we build our theme of summer breakout around the American Ninja Warrior obstacle course. It's just, I, it, so in that uh, TV show, you have these contestants. They all have a series of obstacles. They go over obstacles, under obstacles, around obstacles. Here is a picture of our obstacle course for the kids. They're going over obstacles, around obstacles, under obstacles. As Christians, we don't go over obstacles. We don't go under them, and we don't skirt them. We destroy them. As Christians, we take the word of God as our sword out and we strike down every obstacle. We strike it down. And by the way, we don't go anywhere until we strike that obstacle down. We go into a holding pattern like a plane over an airport. You're not going anywhere until that obstacle that's holding you back. You take the sword of the word of God out and you strike that thing, that thought, that belief that attitude, that relationship, you strike it down in Jesus' name because it is holding you back from knowing him. And so we have a picture of this because Gideon, uh, Gideon has three obstacles that God calls him to strike down. You can see that in Judges chapter 6, there are three obstacles blocking Gideon's victory. So he's hearing from the angel of the Lord. You can go to Judges chapter 6, verse 25, 29. The three obstacles he has to get past his father. He has to overcome the father, the altar... And then the people are all obstacles in his way. In verse 25, we see it says, That night the Lord said to Gideon, Take the second bull from your father's herd, the one that is seven years old. Pull down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole standing beside it. So he listens to what God is saying, and he destroys the altar, but the people find out, and they are upset. Go to verse 29. The people said to each other, Who did this? And after asking around and making a careful search, they learned that it was Gideon, the son of Joash. People are upset that he followed what God was saying. But think about what God was saying. That's hard. Think about the feeling you'd be feeling if you were Gideon and God told you, your father is wrong. Your father created an idol and he's valuing it. Go destroy what your father is valuing because it is holding you all back from what I have for you. It's blocking your victory through me. And then the people all around him didn't like it. So Gideon had to go with what God said and destroy the altars in his way and go against what his father, his family, and all the people around him were saying. That is a hard thing to do. Gideon listened. See, this altar over here we have, the, this, it's not exact replica. This is the Asherah pole. Whatever you do, do not touch this Asherah pole. That is your dad's. So the father says, don't destroy it. This is a value to him. Or listen to what God says. We listen to what God says, and we destroy all obstacles in our way because of what God has already done for us. Kill we me. destroy the altar. See, my father does not have an altar that is holding him back from his relationship with God, but he has a favorite shirt. This is his favorite shirt. Okay, so the, in my defense, my, uh, my wife from time to time will bring out my t-shirt and say, why do you still have this? It can hardly stand together. And my answer always is that shirt is my favorite favorite shirt. Every single shirt is his favorite. It's, yes. it's amazing how that's true. So uh, so we agreed. I agreed. To, this is actually emotionally difficult because these are actually my, this is my shirt. My shirts were giving up this weekend. Yeah, this is his shirt. And I, uh, I would have worn this. He, he has worn this shirt in the past. But this is what we do to the obstacles in our way. 
We destroy them. We hey. destroy the obstacles in our way because listening to what God says. Your mom is really happy for this message. I am. I am too. <laughs> so we three obstacles block Gideon's way. Yeah. His father, the altar, and the people around him. But he overcame, got overwhelming yeah. victory through what God was telling him to do. And remember, we do, we don't as Christians we don't go over obstacles. We don't go around them. You can't skirt your obstacle. You pause. You freeze on your obstacle course until you strike down that obstacle. And that's what 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, We destroy every proud obstacle. We show up at the warp wall for us. We take the sword of the word of God out and crush it. That keeps people from knowing God. See, that's what the obstacles do in our lives. They stop us and others from actually knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And uh, Jacob even interviewed his fourth grade class, and they had some things that were their fourth grade version of obstacles. Yeah, my fourth grade class had these obstacles in their way that were blocking them. They're letting their phones, their screen time, and technology block their victory through Christ. They're letting their friends, the people around them, take that number one spot away from God and get in the way and block them. Letting their sports and activities block their victory through Christ. They're letting technology, their phones, their friends, their sports and activities block their victory through Christ as fourth graders. Yes, yeah, so the question we have for you is this. What obstacle is blocking your knowledge of God? Because as Jacob read his fourth grade list, I thought, I'm glad adults don't deal with this. Phones, screen time, friends, sports, and activities. I'm glad adults don't have this problem. Strike that thing down. It is opposing your knowledge of God. All right, Jacob, we've got the third phrase for us. Third phrase in Romans 8:37 is through Christ. Our victory comes through Christ. That's so important that Christ gives us the victory. We can be brave as warriors. We can fight because Jesus already won. 2,000 years ago on the cross, Jesus already won. He was our ultimate warrior. Jesus is the ultimate warrior. He wins the victory because he is our ultimate warrior. Yeah. This week at SBO, we had an example of the cross. We had a salmon ladder. If you don't know what that is, here's a picture. It's like a pull-up bar, only when you pull yourself up, you swing it up even higher to the next rung and pull yourself up again. He's a lot of upper body strength. And Trey this week, just like I couldn't, he could not do it on his own. He could not climb the salmon ladder. We had someone who could. We had an ultimate warrior who could climb the salmon ladder. So Trey took his name tag, he took himself, and he stuck that name tag, he gave himself to the ultimate warrior. He let the ultimate warrior carry him where he couldn't do it. We can't save ourselves. We need Jesus to be our ultimate warrior. We give ourselves to him. He carries us when we can't. He saves us and destroys our obstacles and gives us victory. Yeah, we see this pictured back in the uh, Old Testament again with Gideon. God is deeply concerned that when we get victories, we don't get confused about who gave us the victory. We don't get confused and think we actually did, had anything to do with it other than our faith. It's not our strength, not our wisdom, not our ability. And so in the story, it goes back in uh, Judges 6, you have Gideon assembles 32,000 soldiers. And they're badly outnumbered, 32,000 to 135,000. They're 100,000 down. They're outnumbered four to one. And God says, you have too many soldiers. You're going to brag about your victory at this point. It says back in Judges chapter 7, verse 2. Judges 7, verse 2. 
The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. You're only outnumbered by a hundred thousand. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. He reduces that number down to 300 guys. With 300 against 135,000, no one can be confused and brag they got the victory. You might be wondering why God keeps allowing you to get weakened. You're weakened financially these days. Your health is being weakened. Your relationships are being weakened. Your confidence is being weakened. Well, maybe it's you're just too strong. That if God gave you the victory, you would take the credit away from God. So later on, they sneak down. They, they're down to 300. Gideon with a buddy sneaks down to the camp at night. They have, one guy has a nightmare that they're going to lose. His buddy interprets the nightmare and says this in verse 14. His companion answered, your dream, your nightmare can mean only one thing. God has given Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite, victory over Midian and all his allies. So even the enemies of God knew at this point it wasn't Gideon's power. It was God had given him the victory. And by the way, we're told that in the New Testament that Christ won the victory 2,000 years ago at the cross. Game was over. That's in Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. We see how Jesus is the ultimate warrior, how he won victory. Colossians 2, 14, 15 says, He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. We're not strong enough on our own. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. We need him to save us. He took all of those mistakes, all those charges against us. He nailed it to the cross. He won victory for us on the cross over sin and over death. We need him to carry us. Just like how the ultimate warrior carried Shrey up the salmon ladder, we need Jesus to carry us because we can't save ourselves. This is an awesome thing. We heard earlier we have SBO this week. Last week, Junior, we had 16 people make the most important decision of their life and give their lives to Jesus. That's an awesome moment. We need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate it the only way I know how. It's an awesome moment. We just celebrate the only way I know how. That was Boomer Sooner, which is... Yeah, you guys realize he just played Boomer Sooner from Oklahoma. He's waving his little OU bound thing. Yes. Apparently in heaven, they sing every time someone gets saved, Boomer Sooner. I think I will because that's the most honest celebration I have. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, all, our you, victory, all you Longhorns are sick to the stomach right now, I realize. Yeah. Our victory is through Christ. It's awesome. 16 people so far we've heard gave their lives to Christ. Yeah. When I was 10, that's when I gave my life to Christ. I let him be my ultimate warrior. My dad was 19 when he let Jesus be his ultimate warrior. The most important question you can ask yourself is, have you done that? Have you made Jesus your ultimate warrior? And if not, do you want to do that today? To make Jesus your ultimate warrior. So that's the question we have for people who don't have Jesus as Savior. Uh, for people who do have Jesus as Savior, here's the question we have for you. How does Christ reveal his victory? Uh, how does Christ reveal his victory? So on every episode of America, uh, American Ninja Warrior, because they have advertisers that they want to pay them money, they wait till the end of the show to tell you who won. And then they do the big reveal. This one is revealed as the winner. 
You have Christ inside you. He is the light. How does Christ reveal his light inside you? And that's pictured by the story of Gideon. Uh, he gives these soldiers, Jacob, you can pick it up here. He gives them what? Gives them the horn. He gives them the, the torch. He gives them a pot. And what they do is they go down to fight the enemy, the 300 against 135,000, and they take their torch and they smash the pot. They get it out of the way and then they have their light shining and they blow the trumpet. They go. <laughs> He probably could do it. This is difficult. I'm not able to do it. But they blew the torch. They yelled for the sword of the Lord and for Gideon. And they showed off their light. It terrified the Midianites. They won victory over the Midianites because of what God told them to do. They didn't take the sword down. God told them to take the trumpet, take the torch. When you show your light, when you call out my name, when you blow the trumpet of victory, they fought themselves. The Midianites fought themselves and ran away. That's how 300 beat 135,000. They didn't draw their swords. And the next picture is actually a, like a diorama of how that would have looked. This is like Gideon looking down the mountain in the valley. There's the stream in the middle. There's the encampment. They thought there was not 300 men, but 300 divisions of soldiers because of this. And this, uh, in the Bible, God compares our bodies to pots. Every one of us have... Every one of us have, our, our bodies are made of like clay pots. And we have, if you have Christ, only if you've made Jesus your ultimate warrior, you have Christ inside there. Here's the challenge. The challenge is God wants to show the light inside of you. But because you're so put together, nobody sees his light. They just see you. They see how smart you are, how strong you are, how wonderful your life is. How gifted you are, how hard you've worked. You don't see the light because people just see you. It's only when the pot gets crushed and broken through life. People go, oh. and when you're clinging to Christ, now I see Jesus. I don't just see you. How does Christ reveal his victory? He lets you get crushed sometimes. And you need the crushing and clinging to him. So the light of Christ can be seen. That's what actually to- we're told, by the way, in, in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. It says, we now have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. How does Christ reveal his victory in us? Well, he allows Hard times financially, hard times relationally, hard times emotionally, hard times with our confidence, hard times in school and hard times with our friends and hard times in our job. And and that's the breaking that people stop seeing just you because you're covering the light. You're so good. No one sees anybody but you. But when you're broken and you're clinging to him, they see Christ. Then you become the 300. Nobody confuses your victory with how good you are anymore. You see, God defeating 135,000 with just 300. It's embracing the brokenness. So I guess God did make us faith warriors. God made Christians faith warriors. And uh, we're here to believe the truth. The promises that God gives us, that is our battle. We fight our battles by believing God's promises. Yet we all face obstacles. And you can't go around your obstacle. 
you're stuck till you draw the sword of the word of God and you strike down with vengeance any obstacle, any thought, it's attitudes, thoughts, beliefs that are on, against Almighty God. You strike them down with no mercy, this attitude, this thought, this belief, this relationship. And you move on. We destroy our obstacles. Because Christ is our ultimate warrior who carried the cross for us we could not carry. Would you like to receive Christ today? You can. It's, it's as simple as A, B, C. A, admit you're a sinner. Believe, B is believe Jesus Christ died and rose again. C is confess him as Lord. And the day you do, would you embrace the breaking in your life and the believing, break, breaking of you and the believing of God's promises to show forth the light to other people? That's our battle. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for Jesus coming to this world 2,000 years ago, dying on the cross, rising again. Would you be Savior of people right now, drawing them to receive Christ as Savior, as simple as ABC? Would you help those who are struggling to believe in the difficulty to realize that that brokenness is so healthy so you can be seen. Please move. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you have questions or would like to contact us for prayer, please email us at info at visitgracechurch.com. For more information about our ministries, location, and service times, go to visitgracechurch.com.